All right, we are back. Part two, talking about cameras, drones, waterfalls, and everything else in between. I'm stoked on this. This is my favorite thing to do in the world. Film, sit kayaking shots with my friends. Let's get into it. You were talking about drones up in the air for transmitters, which is a very obvious bridge for last week's activities, oh <laughs> which I would love to break into today. So you were in the process of ordering a drone. Okay. Have we spoken about this in the podcast yet? No. Okay. Beautiful. Here's, Let's get into it. Here's the whole story. <laughs> Please unroll. I wanted a drone because Dame was flying his drone a lot in California and getting sick shots. And I was like, I also need a drone. So I committed to buying a drone, but I didn't want to buy a brand new one because drones are expensive. So I spent my time looking online for a cheap one and I found one on Facebook Marketplace and <laughs> it was barely used almost new condition but half the price and i was like, like steel. i was like oh this is what we've been looking for thank you universe <laughs> you know and uh the advert in general was pretty rubbish you know for the drone there were, like lots of spelling mistakes so it was just like one photo of it and it <laughs> you know it looked a bit suspicious and uh anyway i i decided you know what you know, like I, I take chances all the time, you know, like I have the chance now to buy a half price drone. Like, absolutely. I'm going to try that. And I was talking to the dude and he was dead friendly when we were talking and then I sent him the money and he just went quiet on me. And I was like, uh Oh, <laughs> and then I looked him up and it was like, Abdul Messner has joined Facebook in 2023. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> red flag, red flag. And, uh, you know, like he called me up uh, sorry, I, I couldn't get in touch with him, you know? I couldn't mm -hmm. get in touch with him. And I was like, oh my God, like this is karma, you know? Because I I had realized that something was wrong, that someone was selling a drone for this cheap. And I was like, it's karma at play because I had fought this. I've been like, I shouldn't use my superior intellect for that, you know? <laughs> but like, this is a man who doesn't understand how valuable this drone is that he's selling. And I shouldn't, I should tell him, you know, like you should charge more for this. It's worth more money but we're broke and a cheap drone is a cheap drone. So we'll go buy it. And uh, anyway, I bought it. I sent him the money. He went completely quiet on me. <laughs> I never <laughs> got a message back. But thankfully I'm insured for fraud on my credit card. So they just, the bank sent me the money back and I was like, whew, I have learned my lesson. I will never, you know, fall for a fraudulent Facebook marketplace listing again. I'm going to buy it direct from Amazon. Nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> Anyway, if the drone comes, I'm halfway through a video edit and I'm like, I'm not going to open it until I finish, you know? And you know this, it was sat in my room for like a week, you know? Yeah, I was like, I'm not, not going to open it until I finish this edit and it's going to be my reward for, you know, getting the edit done. A few days go by, eventually I finish the edit, I open it up, I'm all excited, the drone is sealed, you know, like opening that like cellophane thing they put on it. It's, it's a nice moment. It's you know? an experience like, opening it's a that up. It's a nice moment unboxing two grand's worth of flying camera. And I open the box and the box is like glued shut. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. It's rubbish unpackaging. And I like pull it open and inside is just a bunch of rocks <laughs> and expanding foam on top of the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and my brain was so confused because it was like the, the drone box that was sealed. I couldn't understand how it got in there. And I was like, part of me wanted to cut the foam and rocks in half so I could check <laughs> that the drone wasn't inside that. <laughs> 
And I was like, oh my God, I've just been scammed for a drone again. And I get on the chat with Amazon and I'm like, dudes, I ordered a drone from you. And like, I have no idea how you think this is going to fly. <laughs> you know, it's just a bunch of rocks and some foam. And uh, they're like, oh my God, we're so sorry. They immediately sent a second drone out and you were filming this one. You Yes, we have the video of unpacking the second the second slash for a drone attempt yeah so adrian's filming me unpackage it and i'm like dude it can't happen again lightning can't strike twice there's no way and uh we opened the box and inside was a bag of wine (laughs) (laughs) still still no drone (laughs) and uh you know at that point i really wondered whether i should just take it as a sign (laughs) from the universe that i shouldn't own a drone i should keep the money in my bank account and uh I decide, no, I need it. I want to get these shots. So I buy another drone from another camera shop. And this time the drone actually comes and it arrives. And I was all stoked on it. It was the second time using it. I was Mm -hmm. flying it up in the air. And then me and Adrian were kayaking the rapids together. Pretty cool to be able to film both of us when it's just us. And uh, it was working really well the whole way down. We did like five or six rapids in a row. The battery had like 15 15 minutes left on it we're flying this one final rapid and i get to the bottom and the drone is gone and i take out the remote from the bag and i'm like please 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 <laughs> and i oh, look at the remote and anyone that's ever lost a drone will know this like dji the whole screen goes black and white it looks like grand theft auto when you've been wasted you've or whatever wasted, you know basically. like <laughs> it's such a sad screen to look at and it wouldn't connect to the drone and i was just like oh my god the second time using it like it's gone god i'm just not meant to have a drone and adrian was pragmatic as always while i was considering what i could punch you composed yourself pretty good i i was expecting you to lose your shit more like you lost your shit fair enough but I will say you composed yourself pretty well. <laughs> I told you, mate. I'm trying to be all like Wusa Namaste these all days. Zen, you know? man. All in zen. a inner peace, even when you've just potentially flown two grand <laughs> into a river. But anyway, I, yeah, I, I, di- I didn't I didn't lose my shit too bad. But it, and Adrian was like pragmatic as always. So he's like, dude, maybe it flew itself home, you know, like it's got all these cameras and sensors on it. Maybe it flew itself home and it landed at the last place you landed it or took off from. And I was like dude, I really don't think it flew itself home. And it's he like was 2K away by this point. Yeah, and he was like, no, I don't think so either. But, you know, <laughs> you keep hope alive. <laughs> and so I walked up while Adrian jogged the shuttle to get the car. And I walked up and there it, there it was, like on the rocks, parked itself perfectly, like insane. I can't believe it's okay. And I'm, I'm so relieved and stoked. I want to get at least a few more days and shots, hopefully years before it crashes into the river. Yeah. And let's not forget, like, cause obviously the camera of the drone was still running when it flew itself home and like just seeing the flight path this thing took, it like dodged two power lines, flew around the corner <laughs> in the, in the canyon or in the, like the kind of the closed space. And it just did not crash. Like, what an impressive piece of technology. Dude, it, it was emotional watching that footage yep, back, you know, because yep. it's flying closer and closer to the power line. You're like, no, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. No. <laughs> it was wild. And I, I think, honestly, I, I think just just that, like, taking a drone, flying it, or, like, having itself fly around, film yourself, ourselves kayaking, and then, like, it's getting lost and itself flying back home to its, like, first location – is like the perfect metaphor for how much technology has changed around kayaking. Like Dude. that's unheard of just five years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, dude. I'm so stoked on that drone. Yeah. Um, 
I'm excited to see what shots we get with it. For anyone looking at what drone to get, this is, I think, the one. It's the Mavic Classic, so it's got the same camera as the Mavic Pro, but it's, like, a grand cheaper. And it's got all the, like, obstacle avoidance, fancy, like, sensors on it. But the biggest thing is that camera, you know? Like, it's so good on it. Like, yeah. when I was color grading Dane's drone clips with my GH6 clips, mm -hmm. it's very hard to tell, you know? Like, you can normally see, like, a drop off in quality with when you're switching to drone footage but it's it's honestly hard to tell it's insane does dji provide a lot for the mavic 3 or is it like something from from uh <coughs> premiere pro you're using yeah i'm using like a d-log conversion yeah, or something yeah, on it okay um but yeah it's it's a really impressive drone bit more expensive is not like you have the mini so you mm -hmm. can fly it anywhere because i don't know if anyone's heard of, uh, i'm sure anyone that owns a drone has heard of this but the eu laws are if it's if it weighs 250 grams it's a drone but if it doesn't weigh 250 grams it's not a drone and it it's doesn't toy <laughs> it doesn't have to abide by the rules that other drones do dji they're trolls they they made this mavic mini pro at 249 grams like i really hope that was a a goal and an objective from the design team <laughs> and they crushed it yeah like I, i've gotten the mini last year just because i wanted to you know be able to fly a drone okay and and get some shots and just be able to use this and it's quite tricky to learn how to fly a drone if you don't own one because you don't want to crash your friends and it's all a bit awkward if you do so I've just gotten the Mini, basically, sole purpose was to, one, learn how to fly it, two, obviously, film sick kayaking clips, and also, three, being able to scout stuff, because I remember our trip in, in Kenya or in, in Kyrgyzstan, like, the drones helped so much with the scouting and just made our life so much easier that this got me fired up on, on buying the drone, and Dane's number one statement for drones is fly it like gonna lose it, which is hard to accept, Dude. but then looking at what what type of shots he's getting because of that mantra is impressive so i was kind of trying to adapt it but not too much because i don't want to lose my drone <laughs> it's been a fun process dude dan's dan's a wizard but he's definitely lost a few drones but there was a point where he was we were sharing mine on trips mm -hmm. and you know dan would be like confidently like flying from his hand above the water and like all sorts of stuff like through the trees around the rocks like behind the water for all sorts <laughs> of like insane stuff and he would be like Yeah, Bram, you know, the trick to getting a good shot is to fly it like you're going to lose it. And I'm like, no, that's no, don't fly it like you're going to lose my drone. <laughs> I mean, equally, we've been with, with Dane on the shore of a river many times when he's like throwing up his hands, looking all pissed off at himself because he's just drowned another drone. But I don't think he's actually crashed that many. I just think it's always like sadly, like unfortunately memorable when you, when you. I've been around for two at least. Yeah, two, two lost ones, one in Zambia. One on minibus. Oh, yeah. And then the one in, in Indo, you guys got back from the snake-infested jungle. Yep. I remember that. Yep. I was on the side eating ice-chilled watermelon. And I think I had a beer because I was like, fuck, going into that snake jungle for a drone. <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't want to go either. But <laughs> someone had to go with Dane, you know, like he's deaf. Yeah, you know, true. like what if the snakes made a noise? You know, like he's not going to hear it. Like, Easy prey. <laughs> so like... You know, he is, he is a wizard, you know, like he, he has a lot of knowledge about kayaking in different locations, you know, but like he is deaf. And uh, for me, I think we've already talked about this on a podcast, but like yeah. Dan can't hear rattlesnakes and he's fearless because he's, he is convinced that rattlesnakes hate the sound of rhythmic clapping, you know? <laughs> so he's going on these trails, all these rattlesnakes just like, <laughs> I'm safe. And I'm like, 
I'm like moving slow and stuff. And Dane's like, no, no, it's fine. I'm clapping. They, they, no, no, you're fine. And I'm like, I, uh, I'm going to have to see some scientific evidence, <laughs> dude, before I start running through all these leaves clapping. Beautiful. Fully convinced. So, yeah, man, the drones, what a game changer. I, I, I'm really interested to see what do you think is going to be next? Where is this going to go? So right now, obviously, we're in the days of FPV drones, of good dude, drone footage. For, Where is this going to go? For, for me, I think the new lenses for the new GoPros, mm -hmm. I, I want to see like you know, like free lenses available for it, you know, like a, like a even wider than a normal GoPro is medium and a long one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, th I, th I can only assume that's what's going to happen with that new max lens mod. Um, I just tried it out yesterday. I haven't seen the footage yet, but yeah. you know, like overall feel like the lens is bigger. It's made of, it looks like it's made of nicer glass. Like it, it funnels the light differently. Like I, I really see a lot of potential there mm -hmm. because the GoPro already, man, is like way more than just a head cam. It's, you know, like it's, I'm shooting like 5k 60 frames on there or 4k 120, you know, it can do way more than what people do with it. And so for me, I think like number one will be like a lens kit. Mm -hmm. for a gopro some way somehow or maybe they managed to do it internally like the new iphone did but mm -hmm. i think that will be a big one and i hope that will get people like taking different shots on the river you know because yeah. like, i think i think people especially kayakers really forget that like you can take it off your head and you can do more with it you know yeah. i mean how many kayakers just have their gopro parked on their helmet all the time like yeah, you just dude. take out the battery in the sd card and the camera just lives on the helmet yeah man or like even like you know you can hit record when you're watching your friend kayak down a rapid you know and just like track them with your head you know <laughs> you've got an Stuff outside like shot like, yeah. again man like for me like anything that's a new angle or something i haven't seen before is is for me the the funnest best quality most rewarding thing to watch yeah and, and that's where i think the gopro is unmatched still you know those shots that we got on the end of the paddles in zambia you know like the the um look flip overs and stuff like yeah that. exactly i so oh. for, for me i think that's one thing that we'll see mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um drones I, I would really like to see them figure out the follow stuff yeah when you're not in an open space you know like imagine if a drone could follow us down the river you know i think it already can a little bit but you know like you go underneath a tree branch or something it loses sight of you and it will stop you know it's i think the tracking at the moment is amazing when you're on a football field or an open space the ocean surfing stuff like that so i think yeah. it works quite well already <laughs> yeah but you know i i think it would be amazing if it could like actually follow you down yeah i think for me one like pretty untapped area still is the entire world of audio like it is so hard to capture good audio on the river like just you know like what people are experiencing whether it's been joy or crazy moments like surprises all of that is so hard to capture because just microphones on, on water are not that good of a match so i personally hope we're gonna find like a smooth easy slash good way to get good audio because i mean we've done it before in some project but it always involves a lot of like haggling and preparation and just all of a sudden you're carrying cables underneath your dry top and you're connected to like this external recorder yada yada but if there were to be a way for like let's say a head cam or a gopro or whatever to just do that in whatever wizardry they come up with i would love to see that because that's something i really enjoy throughout most sports just like listening to the person or like seeing what they experience and it kind of really gets me closer to the situation when you can you know, like not just only see, but also like hear what they're experiencing in that certain moment. 100% mate. And like more editing opportunities. Yes. Big time. So yeah, man, I have like, um, I have like a few sound, sound clips mm -hmm. from different GoPro 
GoPro clips or other camera clips where I just like the audio, you know, like the sound of the water, like the impact, the splashes on the mic, on the camera and stuff like that. And I've just kept those. And now I have a folder of like, like waterfall one, waterfall <laughs> two, you know, and I, I'm using those ones. But yeah, I think opening up more audio potential on the river would be amazing. I really liked those um, raw edits that were going around in the mountain bike scene for a while. Yeah. They were super sick to Brandon Seminuk doing some amazing free riding. Mm -hmm. And again, it was Rafa and Noria put out one as well of kayaking. They did a raw series with Anya and uh, Noria paddling on, I think the Ashlow or something. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that being pretty good. But yeah, yeah, to have better audio from a GoPros or other cameras, I think it would be magic. Um, you know, and it, it gives you a whole host of, of, of other opportunities. Like I have this guy... Um, He's my mate, Ollie's friend. He's called Sound Warper. That's mm -hmm. what I have him saved in my phone. As I don't even know this dude's real name. And uh, we were trying to make like a like a jingle or something for a um, YouTube channel. But my dream would be to like record all the sounds around for the river and get him to like mix it into something, you know? It would be so cool. And just like I told you, when I was at one event in Italy mm -hmm. at the, the River Soul opening party for the season. And we didn't have audio going from my laptop to the big screen or the big screen didn't have audio, one of those. And they had a DJ there and I was like, dude, just do the best you can, you know, like I, like I looked them up and down, like I made my summarizations, you know, like, like really judged a book by its cover. I was like, just do what you can. And we played like a 15 minute long edit and this guy smashed it. It was insane, dude. He was just DJing live to what he was seeing on the screen. I could not believe how hard he crushed it. Yeah. You know, that would be another dream. I agree. I think there's also something to, to be done around that entire life experience and like showing movies, looking at Fred again, his live performances, for example. Like it's just another another thing. It's not just music. It's it's a totally different level. And uh, to be able to integrate that into showing an edit, I think would be dope. I mean, Rush premiered his movie. No, sorry, Todd and Brandon, they both premiered their movie when they had live bands playing the songs and i think that was something really special i would love to kind of incorporate that more into into our kayaking edits as well as you say yeah dude, that'd be another dream another thing we have to do yeah on the list um but yeah man talking about edits yeah we, um, let's get into it do i just finished putting so this was like such a random opportunity but the paddle sports expo that happens once a year is in Strasbourg this year. Toon, the owner of Kayak Session and now the organizer of the show, I believe, mm -hmm. called me and was like, dude, we want to play a movie from you and the boys um, on the main show night. He's like, but I need something that hasn't been seen before and is sick. And he was like, can you do it? And I was like, when's the deadline? And he was like, Tuesday. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and that was like what, Saturday? Yeah, I had like three days yeah. and that included like you know you were off the hook because we live together <laughs> and <laughs> you could just walk to my room and give me your footage but dane and caleb were on a different time zone and they had to send me footage and like dane to be fair is on it caleb's always busy with like a hundred things you know like i think at the moment he's trying to be um a canadian freestyle kayaking athlete while learning to be a pilot while running world class like it, the boys got a lot on he's always terrible with sending me clips on time and uh you saw him a group chat yeah yeah that was beautiful <laughs> cannot show that to the public but it was beautiful <laughs> i was i was hassling him a lot oh he sent me the clips Shots came through 
And then I had the clips and I had basically like a day and a half to put it together with obviously having to take time out to go kayaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we made it happen. Just um, finished up like the first draft of it, which will get shared at the Paddle Expo for the first time. And then after that, I want to like refine it and like get it ready. Um, it's going to be like, we made an edit years ago called We Are Send, but we first played at this trade show. So yeah. it's cool to like come full circle and come back. And um, it's been really beautiful, like not only like going through the clips and finding that song by Sunlux and piecing it together, but um, also like comparing it to the old one, you know, like although it feels like nothing's changed, like a lot has, you know, the, the shots are so much better, the, the lines are so much better, the everything, dude. Yeah, I agree. Like it's the edit we are sent, the OG one, we premiered four years ago, which I looked it up today, four years ago at the at the trade show. And back then was like the best what we could do. And I think it's still a very sick piece of media we created there. But now, as you say, like four years later and and, and listening to ourselves, what we were talking and what we were saying in that video um, and and seeing how things have gone since then and, and where kayaking is now and where the shots are now is such a cool evolution. I'm I'm really stoked on this one and I can't wait for the public to see the full edit once it's out um and then also honestly see where it's gonna go because if that momentum keeps going beautiful days are in the forecast as you said earlier i I love the idea of like a no compromise project type thing of like hey let's just not care about any problems and just fully commit to like getting the shot we want and nothing else matters who knows where it's gonna go but for now i think we're sent to is is a really cool piece and i'm really looking forward for the people to see it yeah i mean at at the very least it's a beautiful song and really sick kayaking shots put together to it you know and uh i I, dude i love i love that style of edit as well i think my favorite style of edit is like when a crew pops up and Mm. they put something together and like you you sort of like you know there's some like inside jokes and like there's some personalities at play you know like i I really like those edits and i want to see more of that you know Mm. i would love to have like a like who's the crew competition you know like something you know like like everyone enters a like there's like a format and like some things you have to include some random ones you know and you have to put it together into like a free five minute at ed- free or three or five minute edit and it's like you and your crew going out and doing it in bmx i used to have it it's called bride to glory that was really sick i loved that so yeah something along those lines with kayaking Again, another one to add to the list of things we want to do. Yep, yep. Get, make sure that new generation or more people get into it because, yeah, as we said earlier, and I, I really, I truly believe like content creation and, and capturing moments in kayaking is such a beautiful thing to do. And even if you don't care about getting it out there and showing it to the world, honestly, just if, if, if I now go on our YouTube channel and watch one of the earlier videos, which is like six, seven years ago, it's beautiful to be able to do that and just like relive those moments because honestly don't know if it's just my brain or what's going on but i tend to forget things quick right and being able to go back and and watch at some hilarious moments we had like ages ago is, is, is awesome and i want everybody to be able to experience that because it's just really special i think yeah man totally but you know like i, I also like i i get when people don't want to film and like just want to enjoy it for, for what it is for them i totally yeah. get that but you know like like i was like we said at the start like we both love kayaking and we look both love filming so for, for us fortunately it all comes together yeah. but if we were going to give advice for people starting out what would what what advice would we give them yeah so i think um for me personally most important is to just like 
always carry your camera and always have it handy. Um, I think that's, I feel like that's the number one issue and it's really easy to tap into that one. It's like, hey, today the light's not that good. This and that is not perfect. I'm going to keep the camera and do it tomorrow type thing. But in the end of the day, the best shots happen when you're not expecting them and just being able to have your camera ready at all times is just even enabling you to just shoot more and the more you shoot the better your shots will be the more you will be used to using this technology so i'm a big big fan and uh, trying to get this point across is to like always carry your camera even though if you're not feeling like it or something is not ideal just have it with you and and are able at least to capture special moments when it comes to that and yeah that's that's my personal big point that's that's along the same lines as my like number one point which mm -hmm. is just start you know like don't put it off don't think that you have to wait for like this camera or this yeah, laptop exactly. or this trip or this opportunity like just start like just yeah. just go to the river with your kayak and your camera and just make something happen bring you your know? iphone like whatever dude, dude you know like the goal should be like you look back on this video a few years later and you're like oh my god that's <laughs> horrible you know like yeah. what, one of my first videos dude was set to like orchestra music or something you know like it's terrible it's awful i'm so embarrassed but it's, it's like funny and fun to look back on it so yeah i think number one just start number two would be like the second that you can get a digital slr or you know a camera where you can learn more about more than just hitting record mm -hmm. and holding and like getting the frames you want uh, i think I think that just opens up more and more doors to you and it's a fun learning process and it like Absolutely. really it really elevates your production value if you will you know like you can you can tell when something's just shot on like an iPhone or a GoPro and you can tell when something's shot on a camera you know with the depth of field although with that new iPhone dude like it's getting hard to it's hard to distinguish it's it's getting harder and harder to distinguish but still I believe just bringing a camera knowing how to operate your camera is is such a clutch move because nothing is worse than rocking up to the river of somebody and shooting and it's just gonna take multiple minutes every single time a camera comes out because the person is just not used to handling it which will then immediately kill the entire vibe of the group because people have to wait they, they start to get annoyed so again i, can, I think it kind of comes back to this just like use your camera as much as you can it's 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 a toy for you you're using it it's it's helping you you're producing something just know it like a tool know what you're doing and as complicated and as crazy as it might seem at the beginning uh trust me you will get used to it all of these numbers and settings eventually will start to make sense which kind of brings me into my second big point is definitely like the power of youtube tutorials there's mm -hmm. nothing you can't solve with a, with without a, with a youtube tutorial and cameras and video editing is a big one like any question you have as random awkward and out there as it might be there will be a youtube tutorial covering that exact topic so just make sure and use that. It's crazy. Are you speaking from past experience? I am speaking from past <laughs> experience. I have YouTube tutorial my way through life <laughs> a lot. Dear YouTube, how to get rich quick. Yes, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I agree with that. And the tutorials are so good nowadays. Yeah. You know, like, again, like not to sound like old timers looking back on the old days, but like when I started, it was like, a really nasally voice <laughs> explaining how to do the video yeah. and you know it was just awful you know and it was it was very much like the same thing i criticized dame for teaching me to double pump in his kayak in dvd uh, tutorial just like, do it. they just explained it you know like this is what happens when you do this you know not mm -hmm. how to do it um for me if i was going to recommend one camera that people should get it would be a gopro 
just because it has so much flexibility and options. Mm-hmm. Second recommendation would be a GH5 or a GH4, depending how many, if you're a kid, if you're an adult, whether you've got a job, how many cars you've washed over the summer, how much yeah. your parents love you. A GH4 or a GH5 is a sick camera to start with. I agree. That GH series from Panasonic, I think, really helped us to like push to the next level between like slow-mo, <laughs> size factor how big or small the lenses are like the quality of the shot like it's every single gh generation i feel like has been always ahead of their time for also the price point giving like we're yeah. talking half of the money a sony set would cost you I, oh dude yeah less. less i mean 100 percent. you know like it's it's an affordable but like really quality camera and it like does everything you need it to yeah you know like i don't there are times where I sort of fantasize about that that fancy autofocus that Sony has, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I appreciate like learning how to pull focus manually and stuff like that. And it's not like the GH5 or GH4 can't autofocus; it's just that it's slow and you don't always trust yeah, it. Yeah, you're not gonna trust the focus. But again, as you say, it's a nice skill to to get into. Do and they also have the intelligent Andy mode. <laughs> Were you true, there for that? True, I was. <laughs> so Andy, Andy Bruner, again, coming back to him, we love him to pieces. He just loves racing and lifting weights. And uh, I gave him a camera and, you know, he held it like it was a weight, you know, like he was going <laughs> to do, do some like clean and jerks with it or something. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. And I turned the camera to intelligent auto mode, which I called intelligent Andy mode. And he crushed it, you know, like all, like the, all the shots were exposed correctly because of the intelligent auto or Andy mode the stabilization was running and like Andy crushed the shots you know of his timing and like it was as easy as that so you know if you're a young kid trying to get people to film you you can put it in intelligent Andy mode and give it to mum or dad and you know like it's gonna be pretty good it's gonna be something usable for <laughs> sure but, um, sorry go ahead no I'm just thinking about more tips I mean it can get really specific about like hey always carry more batteries than you think you need blah 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 oh yeah because obviously it's cold and it's wet and all that. But I think also something to like remember as like a, a base idea is like show the world the way you see it through your eyes. And you're doing that by using your camera. So I'm always for like taking that extra step to like find that new angle. Maybe you change something up in the foreground. Maybe there will be a pan. Maybe there's something cool to be done with a reflection or like a movement of the camera. Like I've, I love the idea of like constantly pushing and not seeing the camera just like as a recording device, but also as like, like a, you know, like a paintbrush and you can draw something, you can create something by using this and movement throughout the frame and position to showcase kayaking, but in a new or in your own personal way. Yeah, I think I think to distill that down, like when I when I go to a spot where I've seen shots of it before, mm-hmm. I always look for like what's the obvious shot and then what's the not obvious exactly. shot, you know, and then go and work to try and get that, you know. But sometimes the obvious shot is the best shot, and you just have to swallow your pride and take it. <laughs> um, I think another one would be to just, you know, like if if you're interested in it and you want to get better and you see like a bit of a future doing it, mm-hmm. um, learning DaVinci Resolve, I yeah. think is my number one recommendation. And I'm still sad and annoyed and disappointed that I personally learned Premiere Pro so well because the thought of switching now is, I, I can't consider it, you it's know, scary. like, I'm I'm so fast on Premiere Pro with my editing. I can't, I don't have the time to like learn a new program and be slow. Um, but DaVinci make a free version, which is insane to have access to a free professional editing software. You know, like I was always on like 
cracked um like dodgy copies of i absolutely never was once (laughs) (laughs) you know but like the sort of thing where like if you turn your computer on and off all of a sudden the program doesn't work and you have to generate a new key and that stuff you know so to have access to davinci for free on their website is really sick and there's a paid version which has even more features but that'd be my top tip is like you know like you can make your first ones in windows movie maker and imovie but the sooner you get into a program like davinci the better I agree. And personally, I've planned around with DaVinci only a little bit. And there are features on DaVinci Premiere Pro does not have. And that, I find that so wild. I know. I had like I a, an SD card, which broke down on me during a trip in Kyrgyzstan with some really important footage on it. And no way I could render that out throughout Premiere. Nothing. No way. And then only with DaVinci it worked. And it worked quite quite flawless even. I was really impressed with the program. And it kind of got me fired up to like relearn and go for DaVinci. But as it goes, as you say, you open up the program, you feel like a 12-year-old again. You're like, oh my God, so much is happening. Kind of some of it makes sense, but then there's all of these new things. Um, Yeah, if you just drop into that world immediately as soon as possible, you don't learn other programs. I think it's going to be very beneficial for your skills and your wallet as well. Yeah, totally. Um, And it's just fun to learn. But equally, if you're you're balling on a budget, I've heard a lot about CapCut on the Mm -hmm. phones nowadays. Like, you know, like ultimately pulling a video together, you just need a timeline. That's, you know, 80, 90% of it right there. You know, being able to organize your clips in the order and structure that you want. Um, Yeah, YouTube tutorials, DaVinci, GH4, GH5. Um, They also make, what is that lens that does everything um 14 the 14 140 that is your number one kayaking lens when you're starting out because switching lenses on the river is awful you know you've often got sand or grit on your hands you you've got a wet environment like the idea of opening a sealed up camera is horrifying sometimes it's raining or snowing um so not being so being able to not switch lenses on the river is is huge to me you know mm. and there's many times where like i'll do rivers twice just with a different lens on so i don't have to switch halfway you know and that 14 to 140 covers such an insane um insane range yeah i think it's awesome and it's it's pretty cheap second hand as well yeah, right it's pretty cheap second hand it's it's pretty sharp for such a big zoom lens and i mean lots of our shots we've gotten are happened with that lens um, it's a great, it's a great run and gun type lens, and I think between that something wider and maybe like a fancy like you know twenty five or something, you have already like most yeah. of your angles covered right there. Yeah, yeah, like a classic lens from Canon is the Nifty Fifty. Exactly. It's like a, a budget prime lens. Um, prime lenses are normally like the nicest quality lenses, unless you get like a cine lens. Um, but anyway, they don't zoom; they're fixed, and that's part of the reason why they're so nice to look at or or to have the images captured by. But Canon made this cheap 50 millimeter prime and you could all of a sudden be like super artsy mm-hmm. or some nice bokeh in your 1. shots. 8. And uh, anyway, the Panasonic has the same, but because it's a crop sensor, it's for 25. Or I think I actually had the 14 as well. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, between that 14, 140 zoom and some sort of prime lens, you're off to a, a six star already. And uh, I can't wait to see all your edits. Shout out to all the Groms that entered their edits into the recent Palm Grom summer comp. I absolutely loved that. I don't know if you've seen them, but you can go to the Palm Grom's Instagram page and watch them all. But there's everything there from like... 10 year old kids wobbling around in swimming pools outside their parents houses to um dude i forget his second name now what is it ollie 
uh, he's an English, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ollie. Um, anyway, this kid, Ollie from Wales is absolutely shredding so hard. There's so many good edits in that summer comp, but Ollie's stood out. Like this kid is just kayaking like a monster and I've been telling Palm about him nonstop. So I hope something will happen there in the future, but, but you have to go and see this kid's edit. He's like 18, 19 years old. He threw one of the sickest downriver freestyle tricks I have ever seen. It was incredible. And I'm so hyped to to be able to like see like the talent and the upcomers coming through, you know, like it's, it makes me feel like I don't know, like more positive about like the future of kayaking. Cause you know, like you go through lulls, you hang out in different areas. You don't always see like some of the amazing groms coming through and uh, to have it highlighted in that summer comp was super cool for me. And there's like a few kids where I'm like, Oh my God, like imagine when this kid like grows up and gets some like strength, you know, and like some more experience, like it's, it's a whole new era. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's always good to like look back and look at like your or my kayaking. We were that age and, I mean, I wasn't that great of a kayaker by any means when I was 10 years old. You know, I was happy to survive class two. Um, and seeing what these kids are up to nowadays is definitely like the stepping stone for future generations where things are going to be taken if they keep kayaking, if everything comes together. It, it's true. It's it's making the future shine bright, which is awesome. Bro, you know what my favorite um, Grom's content is? is from uh, Mira's Kids. Yes, yes. That is also something we have to plug. If you are on Instagram, you want to go look up Joy Kayaks. This is a little... Kadoda Bros as well, right? Kadoda Bros, yeah, yeah. So Mira is our friend from Czech, amazing guy, has two kids, I believe... I think they're five two, and I th- two. I think, I think one's two and a half and one's five, but yeah. it is disgusting. They're like, just shredding. Then these like mini kayaks his dad's making, the Joy Kayaks, and they're just running white water. They're like actually pulling booth strokes. They're moving around happily on the water, like... These two, if they keep in the boat and if they stay happy with kayaking, also great, great future for the Czech kayaking community right there. And there's more of these kids right now. Dude, like, yeah, yeah. So dope. They're, they're monsters, man. But, you know, these little carbon Kevlar, I think I think it must just be like Kevlar and glass. And um, these little like tiny lightweight kayaks that are actually a weight that the kids can maneuver and a size they can is just insane. Like it opens the doors to the sport for kids. Mm-hmm. Whereas like before you sort of just had to like spend your time like floating around until you grew into a kayak you know at least a fun one or something but that's still like a few years old yeah i mean like you you know like by the time you were like eight nine you know you had you know like the the piranha rebel the dagger dynamo the the jackson fun range you know like there was a kayak for your size but Mm -hmm. before that there wasn't much and this joy kayaks thing has just come out and i can't believe i'm seeing kids move a kayak around the river this young like how they do like he's he's boofing yeah, and exactly. he's ferrying out and he's carving into eddies it's insane <laughs> um so yeah i'm super excited to see where they go in the future and you know they can even kayak they can carry the kayak themselves like do you know what a big thing that was for me to be able to carry my own kayak mm-hmm. i do i think i was like 11 <laughs> so i could lift it on my own and then it it's so sharp Stuck here in when your you're shoulder a kid. and you can't walk for more than five steps i'm not yeah. i'm not sure whether like this side of my neck is like calloused Mm -hmm. or there's like a groove or like the trap has grown bigger or something but anyway like carrying on my right hand side all day no problem carrying on my left hand side like a mental battle the whole time (laughs) it is interesting i still want to see like some x-ray comparisons from like a, a, a buddy from a person who's been carrying kayaks all their life mostly on one side because as you say i feel like my trap's just thicker or stronger or maybe more sore i don't know but where the kayak rests, it's just, 
it just adapted, I guess, over time. But this also makes me wonder if my entire spine is crooked or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'll it definitely does something to you. I'll never get checked out. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm just going to keep kayaking and just keep making edits. And uh, yeah, I guess on that end, we will let you guys go. Thanks for listening to whatever episode this is <laughs> on wet and dry. We uh, we really appreciate all the love and the messages and the people that are listening to this podcast. You guys rock. Yes. Cheers for doing that. Keep on doing it. And hopefully we'll keep bringing you more kayaking podcasts. Cheers, cheers, cheers. See you in the river, guys. Woo.